I'm a slow starter. And even with all the greatest things I've ever done, I'm in five business hall of fames and, you know, the things that we've done, five bestsellers, you know, primetime, number one primetime business show uh, on the networks. All, you know, the podcast started on CBS Network, everything. And yet I would still tell you I'm a slow starter. So, yeah. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Leaders Talk. As usual, I'm excited to be here with you. I'm Andrew Dupie, Chief Relations Officer here at Leaders Press. And today I have a very special guest. I have Jeff Hazlett, or Jeffrey Hazlett. He gets paid more for Jeff. Sorry. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah, Jeffrey. Jeffrey is here with us today. Jeff, Jeffrey, how are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you very much. Well, you know, just like you, I'm a podcast host. I'm a television host on yeah. C-Suite TV, C-Suite Radio. I've got a show called All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on both of those networks. And, and of course, those networks are distributed on OTT, which is over-the-top television, streaming television, as well as podcast engine. You can even find me on places like United Airlines and a host of others. I, I'm a business person. I serve on about uh, 14 corporate boards. Uh, four of those are publicly traded companies. And then I, you know, in my career, bought and sold a couple hundred businesses over about 25 billion in revenue. I'm a former Fortune 100 officer, um, you know, and and still active and doing a lot of things in in various businesses and positions and on the board and leadership. And I I lead C-suite network, which is a world's largest, uh, you know, uh, trusted network of C-suite executives. And we have C-suite TV, C-suite radio, C-suite book club, and and a whole host of other uh, uh, branded products for C-suite executives. Well, that's amazing. That is, that is an impressive curriculum vitae for sure. Um, so you have no problem with, with authority and visibility, do you? <laughs> Not too much. Well, <laughs> some people might say uh, uh, maybe too much uh, sometimes, but I always tell people it's not bragging when it's true. That's one. And yeah. then two, I've just done a great deal, you know, in my career. I am I'm from South Dakota. That's what I always tell everybody. I'm just a guy from South Dakota trying to make a living uh, doing what <laughs> I'm doing. And, you know, I spent my time between, you know, places like South Dakota, where I'm from, and still that's what I consider home, and then New York or and Miami, which I have places, and then, uh, you know, around the globe uh, doing what we do. Well, Jeffrey, that I know we have a lot of listeners in our audience are saying, man, that's that's kind of what I want to achieve. You know, you're, we're looking at, at that level of uh, where you're, you're basically free to, to build your own business, do your own. How do you get to the point, though, where where people know who you are, where everybody knows who Jeffrey Hazlett is? How how do you get and break through to that point where you're just a guy from South Dakota to where you're who you are now? You know, you, you a lot of freaking hard work. That's how you do it. I mean, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. come overnight. I mean, listen, you know, everybody in business has a chance to do something and do it and do it well or not do it well. And and the model that a lot of people I always tell everybody, especially in today's world of 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 you know, Instagram and TikTok and everything else, you could choose fame or you could choose fortune in terms mm -hmm. of your business model, especially for executives or thought leaders, you know, someone who's trying to coach, train, teach, you know, and that, but everybody has to be a thought leader today. Everybody has to be a media company today. Uh, right. But you have to choose between fame and fortune. I've always chose fortune. And the reason I've chosen fortune and focused in on, you know, doing a job well and doing it as best I possibly can, and then making money from it. Because one, making money is how we keep score. The other thing is, if you do well with what you do, you'll get to be known for what you do and how you do it. 
mm. and you get the fame for free or you'll have enough money. You can buy it if you want it. But, you know, <laughs> you know, that's that's a big piece. But, you know, it's truly by I think most people and what you should focus in is the values, the core values of who you are and what you want to be. You know, what are your own personal conditions of satisfaction? You know, for me, it's about building wealth because I want to have a better life for my family, my children and my grandchildren and, and their children to come uh, much different than how I grew up, you know, in terms of I grew up in a very not so well to do family. It was it was, you know, middle class family. My father was in the military. My my mother was a bookkeeper. And and but, you know, you know, we shopped at Sears. We shopped at Kmart. We you know, didn't have a lot. We lived in mobile home park for much of my life. And then mm -hmm. I, I wanted to be different. And the second condition of satisfaction for me is I, I want to do things that are interesting, that I learn from. And, and I get to a point, no matter what corporate position I've had or what board I'm at, once I start getting bored with it and I'm not learning new things, I want to move on no matter what, no matter how much I'm getting paid. You know, I've walked away from fortune 100 jobs because I, you know, at the end of four years, which I thought I'd only last two, I thought mm, I'm out of here. And then last but not least, I got to have fun. You know, to yeah, me, yeah. you, you got to have fun. You got to like the people you're working with. Got to respect the people you're working with. You got to respect the people you're working for eh, because, you know, you, you said, Hey, get to this level. Hey, my friend, no matter how big you think you are, there's always someone bigger. And, <laughs> you know, and even though I might be working for myself, I'm always working for somebody else. And, and there's always a, in everything we do in life, there's a customer and there's a performer. And, uh, there's always a, there's always a customer out there, you know, that's, that, that's directing what you do, how you do it. So no matter you, if you think you're on your, you know, going to do it all by yourself or do it your way, there's always somebody else that's impacting that. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's so important to understand that we're all in customer facing business. <laughs> even, even when, even when we, we, even when we go into business for yeah. ourselves, we're basically just saying, well, my client's my new boss. Exactly. Um, yeah. Which, 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 you know, it's a, it's a good way to look at it in many ways. Um, but so, you know, a lot of people want to go that route though, of, of getting the fame first and the fortune a little bit later, but I'm mm -hmm. liking the idea that, yeah, that really it kind of can the other way around can work for you. And the other way around, in fact, can be the better way of doing that. So what ways do you feel like uh, someone that is an entrepreneur CEO that isn't particularly well known yet, that may have a great business that's being built, how do they get to be noticed while increasing their fortune while also still building up fame and, and visibility? That is probably one of the best questions I've ever been asked on a podcast. And I'm, and I'm serious about that. And the reason I say that is because I said earlier in this conversation, you have to be a media company. I don't yeah. care if you're a Fortune 100 company or you're a dry cleaner in Kansas City, Missouri. You have to become more than just a dry cleaner in Kansas City. You have to become the doctor of spots now. Because right. who's going to find you? How are they going to find you? You have to go tell the story. You have to show that you stand above all the other dry cleaners in that area. And so that's what you have to do. You have to position yourself as an expert or as a thought leader. There's difference, okay? Either as yeah. an expert and or a thought leader. And you can be both of those, but you can't be an expert and a thought leader. You know, you, you, know, you got to have a little bit of balance between the two because they're different, all right? And a thought leader has a lot of other things required of them in terms of being quoted, being having haters, and a whole host of other things that come with being a thought leader that you have to have. But nonetheless, you have to become that person. And so, you know, like, you know, I'm known for innovation. I'm no, not just innovation. I'm known for turnaround. I'm known for being able to drive 
you know, businesses that have been down and doing it at multiple times in great scale, hyper, hi, I might even say a hyperscaler. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I'm known for in the corporate world. And for a lot of businesses, that's why they hire me and being able to put those big deals together. Now, so to do that, then I want to be seen as that. And to be seen as that, I, well, I've got to have a show called All Business, you know, uh, which is television and radio or podcast. And so what you want to be able to do is find the medium that's right for you to tell the story and also the medium that's right or content area that's right for you that people want to know about. All right, that's it. So, for instance, we tell people who have podcasts on C-Suite Radio, we have uh, hundreds of podcasts on our network. You know, I tell them, you know, don't focus in on the numbers because everybody likes, oh, I want all these downloads. Well, that mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything. All you need is one download or the right download or six of mm-hmm. the right downloads or 10 of the right downloads. And it's paid for itself in order of what, you know, you're, you're doing the podcast. So let's imagine you're doing a podcast every week like you're doing, Andrew. Well, I tell people, go and interview the people you want to do business with. <laughs> okay. Uh, by and large, if you're really good or you start having a great conversation, they get a sense of what you do and how you do it. And I'll, I'll guarantee you, you'll close 20, 30% of them. Now, you want to close more? Well, you either got to be really good at your close ratio and really good at the close and the offer that you have, or mm. just do more podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> that's simple. Instead <laughs> of going weekly, you do twice a week, three times a week, four times a week. So there's lots of different ways you can do that or articles. You know, I can tell you right now on C-Suite Network, we just relaunched our new site last night. But consistently over the last couple of years, the number one thing that people come and do on our site is read articles by C-suite network advisors, by experts and thought leaders who are, you know, do what they do and do it well. That's so you can still write articles. You can still do blogs. You can still do Twitter. You can still do LinkedIn posts. You can still do all those things. But the key is you got to do them. And yeah. that's what stops most people is they just don't do those things. And, and so you mm-hmm. have to realize that, you know, hey, I don't know. You remember yellow page ads? Nobody does those anymore. You right. know, <laughs> um, I haven't even seen one in years. Yeah, but even Google ads. I know many businesses that don't do that, you know. Yeah. So, you know, now we're doing different things. And I was just, <clears throat> excuse me, just a minute ago. Pardon me for my cough. I'm still getting over pneumonia. Oh, but, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, no one died. That was that's, <laughs> well, that's, right that's, that's always a good. Yeah, no one died. But I was just talking to a new podcast network about advertising on their network in order to drive more people into our network or our followers. I mean, that's what you have to do. And so, you know, you spend the time and do the things you need to do. I mean, would it be fair to say now that if you are going to build a a business for yourself, that you have to consider yourself to be a content producer as well, no matter what you're in? If you're not, are you going to let me just go ahead and predict when you're going to die, you know, go out of business because you will. You, you really, truly do, because it used to be that, you know, we could, we could, we could advertise, right? And it was enough. But now we've become this select, deselect society, right? Where mm-hmm. we think, where everybody who's consuming information looks at everything in a, in a blink of an eye or in, in, the, in, a, in, a, in two notes, okay? Or mm-hmm. by what, you know, what they see or what they hear or what they feel, and they select or deselect they find it to be relevant or irrelevant to what they want. So yeah, you have to be a content and you have to be looking for, it. I mean, you know, you know, you even got to get smart about how people search for your content. Like, yeah. you know, I, the first thing I do when I write an article is look for the 10 most uh, common things people search for around that topic and then try to formulate my article based upon those searches. Right. 
So, yeah. you know, is that, you know, that being disingenuous? No, I'm serving that customer well. I'm serving that person well. And then, of course, I get great research results as a result of it. So. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's, that's so fascinating. There's a great uh, tangent for us to, to kind of go down because, yeah, it's, it's not just producing a mass amount of content and putting it out there for everyone to see. It's about finding the right audience. It's about finding yeah. the right set of eyes. I mean, for example, uh, when we started our business very early, we tried to do just a generic Facebook ad run. We did not get our right clients for that. People were interested, but not people that particularly could engage with us and and, and perform in our our uh, process. So, how do you then? You've you've t touched a little bit on it. How do you then find the right the ways to get to the right people? The the people that you know are going to uh -huh. be your leads. They're going to close for you. By looking at past history of what you already have, that gives you a predictor of what it is, right? You know, right. a lot of people like to build build it and hope they'll come. Well, all, the, all you'll have is a baseball field in the middle of Iowa no one wants to go see. Yeah. So <laughs> that's great, you know, and maybe a movie about it, but I'll be, you know what I'm talking about. So, you know, uh, let me just give you, I, I will add millions to our top line and millions to my bottom line this year just by increasing 10 of these, 100 of these, 300 of these and maybe a thousand of these, and I will add millions to my downline, but let me reverse that. That 10 is greater than the other half of that list. So all I need mm. is 10, 10 will result in, in millions of dollars and quite frankly, millions of profit in my pocket as a result of just finding those 10. So now I have to focus on the 10. So what are the characteristics of the people that are, or businesses that are like that, that want to hire me? you know, to provide them with strategic consulting to help them hyperscale. That's, that's mm -hmm. what I have to do. So, so I just got to find those. So, and how do I do that? Well, I insert what I do into podcasts. I insert how I do it into a speech. I insert how I do it into an article and how I hyperscaled DocuSign, you know, how I joined yeah. DocuSign from when it had 18 or 20 employees Till when we took it public for 21 billion and I served on the board and what we did. Okay. That. And so all I need is 10 people or right? 10 people to read that article. Right. So it really gets down to understanding your avatar for the person you're trying to solve and er, serve. And then with that, I always answer what problem are we trying to solve? Then my son, Tyler, who's our chief marketing officer for the C-suite network, probably one of the most brilliant people I've met because he, you know, when he was a kid, he would just say, He'd grab a pen and said, dad, how does the ink come out? You know, like what the, what, what? he was like four years old asking me a question like that. Well, <laughs> so now he's 30 something and he's asked, still asking me questions like that. And I said, quit talking to me. So, cause I can't answer his questions. So, but he once said to me, he said, you know, dad, you know, that's, you know, what's marketing. And I said, well, marketing is the inception of the idea all the way through customer satisfaction. He said, isn't it really about getting in front of the people and solving the problem that they want you to solve? <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so that's how I look at things today. So now I say, okay, what is the problem we're trying to solve and how do I apply it? And how do I get that message in front of other people? Because there comes the real value, right? There becomes the, the real money I can, I can put out. It's like when I talk to people about, you know, Hey, you want to hire us for a couple of months or whatever it might be, you know, for the price of a good salesperson. Mm -hmm. Now I never tell them what, what is the price? I want them to tell me what the price of it is. Is a $150,000 salesman or $400,000 salesperson? And there's lots of different ways to get at that. So you just get very smart about it. But the, the key thing is really start focusing on that. As you got, as you said, how do I find them or what are they or where are they at? It's past, 
past actions give you predictive behavior for the future, right? And and then being able to figure out what problems you're trying to solve. Yeah, absolutely. And then and then it's also a little bit of the element of the medium too. I mean, how what medium are you going to use to reach your uh, ideal yeah. clientele? I mean, well, that's the, that's the that's that's easy one. Whatever one they're listening to or watching or reading. Yeah. There you go. So I love people say, well, I only do things on here. Well, okay, go. That's all you're going to mine is there, you know, but let's say you're trying to catch a sea bass. You're not going to catch a sea bass in a lake. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you have to be where those people are. And one of the best things I ever learned as a marketer is not to change behavior, but to capture behavior. Okay. So I, I want to go to where the people are and I want to, you know, it's like, remember Sam Kennison, the comedian? Oh yeah. I loved, I loved his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and he, remember he used to have that routine about, you know, people live in the desert. You live in the desert, you're starving. No wonder there's no food grows in the desert, right? Move to where the food <laughs> is, you know, so you're, you're living in fricking sand. And, and I think that's an important message for most of us is go to where the food is, go to where the people are and find out, you know, where they're at. And that's where you should be. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a lot of our clients are, and a lot of our listeners right now, they're thinking to themselves, well, you know, how do I integrate this with the idea of a book? So a lot of them are actually in the process of putting together something that is the central cornerstone of their searchable social media. So basically their business Bible, their new business card. Would you recommend to them having something like that to be a central point? Absolutely. You want to be a thought leader, you're going to have a book. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's table stakes. Right. So you get, you got to be able to have that. And then the next thing would be to have your own podcast, have your own TV show, yeah. you know, have, have something else that can also provide you with some greater scale in order to get your IP out to where you want it to, to be. So without question, you want to be a book. And I've written four, four bestsellers already. I'm working on another one. Um, you know, and, and I was on the phone yesterday with a company that's hiring us again for the price of a salesperson yeah. uh, that's hiring us to do some uh, strategic hyperscaling of their business. And the first thing I said to the CEO, let's get you a book. And he said, well, I've been working on one. I said, how long have you been working on one for a year and a half? Oh my God, we'll have a book done for you in three months and we'll have it out within six and we'll make it a bestseller on here. We'll make it the bestseller here. And now, and, and, but by while well, we're doing it for six months, we're going to put out a white paper based on the book and at least start, you know, the, you know, again, crawl, walk, run, um, and, and make some new things happen. So yeah, the answer is, yeah, you got to have a book. Yeah, that's good. I, I I think about it like the, you know, and, and a lot of what you're saying here also makes me think about the butterfly effect. The, a previous podcast, I mentioned that as well. You know, the idea of butterfly uh, flaps its wings in Africa, creates a hurricane in South America. What kind of things can you do that are butterfly effects for business? The little things that you can activate, like maybe having a book that then have repercussive effects that long term will just unlock and build more and more upon itself having a great network, you know, um, you know, what are you doing to increase your impact, your reach? So it's about, for me, I think it's about reach discovery and then conversion. Mm -hmm. So first of all, you got to have good reach, right? And then people have to be able to find you. So, but you, it all starts with your network. So, and, and, and then the other piece of it is you got to have great content, right? Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta be good <laughs> at what you do. Cause if you, you know, like if you, you know, it's like somebody says, uh, uh, you know, you know, Jeff, how come you, you know, I've been on C-suite radio and my numbers haven't gone up. Well, what's the deal? I thought they were going to go up. Well, you really may be real blunt with you. your content sucks, you know? So you got to focus in on the content first. You got a good 
a good product. You, you can get by with selling a shitty product, but you can only get by with it for so long. So, <laughs> exactly. you know, so it's going to catch up to you. So first of all, you got to have that, but really then it's about that network, you know, and you asked me about my success. Um, I was on the phone with Trish Regan, a good friend of mine. She and I were, uh, she was an anchor at, uh, at uh, Bloomberg and, and I had a, a primetime show on Bloomberg and I was a contributing editor for a couple of years there. And now, then she went to Fox business. And, and so I was on the phone with her today and and we we were talking, we were talking about that. And she said to the chairman of this other network, uh, we were all on the three-way call. She goes, Jeff Hazel is the kind of person you want to take to every party, every function, everything. Cause he's whispering in your ear. Well, that's the CEO of that. That's the so-and-so of that, you know, you could ask me who the best singer of this song is. I don't know. You can ask me the best uh, football, football player. I don't know. I don't know any of those people, none, zero. But I can tell you who's the CEO of this company, who's the CMO of this company, what company they were at before, this one, this one, this one, this one, because that's where I spend my time. That's where I'm the greatest of all times. Mm -hmm. And so that's so that network that I built over the years, because anyone can call me, anyone can. And I respond back. They can text me, whatever. Um, that's I built up that network. So it's it's massive. So, you know, I got a million followers. OK, well, that's great. But it doesn't mean anything if they're not engaged. And I'm not right. engaged with them. So, so, uh, and I'm, I stay pretty much half the time I'm e texting people, emailing people and they're going, yeah, whoever's doing this for Jeff, please say hello. And I always text them back. That's me, 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 I'm doing it because I'm <laughs> staying in touch with my network all the time. And I think that's an important thing for people to be able to do. All this sounds like a lot of hard work. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it is hard work. It is hard work. It's fun. It's fun too. I, I consider it fun, but it, let's be clear. It is hard work. It's hard work because it's called hard work because it is. Right. And, and if it were easy, everyone would do it. That's why there's only so many people at so many levels doing it at the levels that they do it. That's it. End of story. And yeah, you want to do it. But then I was in the office by, by 6.15 this morning. Mm. Okay. So let's go. Game on. How many, how many of the rest of you are? I will finish sometime tonight, 11 or 12 tonight. And I'll be mm. back in here tomorrow morning. All right. That doesn't mean, you know, I'm, I'm a workaholic. I enjoy doing, I can't wait to go to bed at night to hurry up and sleep just so I can so get, get going the next day. You know, <laughs> that's, 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 that's the way you should approach life and you should approach business. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, that just speaks so much just of the perseverance that you have to have and, you know, that kind of the, the, the concept of, uh, I'll rest when I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little exactly. Bit, but, yeah, yeah, that you have to think about when you're when you're pushing through with this. All right, oh, no, but, well, you, Jeff, but you got. But by the way, you got to balance also, dude. You got to have. A balance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, without question, you got to have a balance. Otherwise, you give it. It's like a four way teeter totter, and you press on one side's got to give on the other, and you've got to have that balance between those four sides of your life. Yeah, and 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 don't be afraid to ask for help as well. That's something that obviously for your leaders help uh, press. Obviously, we help people build their books. I know you help with your networks. Yep. So yeah, it's you shouldn't be afraid, should you, to to seek out ways in which you can outsource what you can. Amen. You got a heart problem, go to a cardiologist, not a general practitioner down the street. You got a muffler problem, go to Midas, not the Amico station down the street. Right. Find find the expert that can get to where you want, cut through it, and get them on top of what you want to do and where you want to go in a heartbeat. Ask for it, raise for it, you know, spend it, you know, do it. What you have to do. That's what that's yeah. that gets you there. Uh, wouldn't it be fair to say, and this is just from just from this podcast and from summits and webinars and interviews that I've been doing, 
a lot of the people that I've spoken to, when I ask them, you know, what would be your advice? They say, my advice would be do what I did, but do it sooner than I did it. <laughs> Always. Yeah. Oh, without question. And, and bigger and faster with more bravado, more zeros on it, yeah. the whole bit. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm a slow starter. And even with all the greatest things I've ever done, I'm in five business hall of fames and, you know, the things that we've done, five bestsellers, you know, primetime, number one primetime business show uh, on the networks. All of, you know, the podcast started on CBS Network, everything. And yet I would still tell you I'm a slow starter. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you and me both, Jeffrey. Well, hey, uh, how can people find you? How can our listeners find you and possibly do some business with you? You bet. Just uh, look on LinkedIn, look on Twitter, look on Facebook. Uh, you can find me on our website, hazlett.com or c-suitenetwork.com. And uh, it's Jeffrey Hazlett, H-A-Y-Z-L-E-T-T. And just reach out to me and I'll, and it will be me who responds, by the way. It won't be somebody else. It's me. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Jeffrey, uh, it was a real pleasure having you. I, we could probably talk for hours. <laughs> well, but thank you. Yeah, uh, the, 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 the format the format demands that we, that we part ways now, but hopefully we'll have another uh, conversation in the future. So I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you, Andrew. All right. Thank you.